Hey everyone, I'm Larry Walsh and this is Pod 2112, the official podcast of the 2112 Group, where we talk with industry executives, thought leaders, and influencers about the trend shaping the market and the world around us. On Pod 2112, we frequently talk about the evolution of technology and how it's reshaping the industry, channel, and the world. Increasingly, vendors are turning to services, particularly cloud service, as a delivery medium of their technologies. Software delivered via the cloud is increasingly making the world more digitally defined. Each technology generation, which seems to turn over every six months, is giving us greater ability to shape and reshape our businesses, infrastructures, and operations with greater ease and speed. Venture capitalist Mark Andreessen famously said software is eating the world. Perhaps what's more like software is reshaping the world. Close to home, digital transformation and evolving go-to-market models are changing the nature of the channel and partnerships. The channel just isn't about reselling product. It's about service delivery, completeness of solutions, and even more so, customer experience. Joining me in this episode of Pod 2112 is Toby Richards, the general manager of partner go-to-markets and programs at Microsoft for the One Commercial Partner Organization. I had the opportunity to talk with Toby about a variety of issues related to digital transformation, the evolving role of independent software vendors, and the changing nature of partnership. Historically, Microsoft is a company that's best described as a channel advocate. The company touts generating 95% of its $110 billion annual revenue with or through partners. And that's not changing anytime soon. But what is a partner to Microsoft now and going forward? Increasingly, it's less about resellers and more about ISVs and professional services organizations. Microsoft is looking for partners that can provide applications, expertise, and resources to deliver superior customer experiences. In Microsoft's vision, software and solution partners can range from traditional ISVs to non-traditional, such as a recently announced partnership with Kroger. And professional services will look more like Accenture, which recently announced it's adding 45,000 Microsoft professionals to its organization. And just how is Microsoft going to market with the products it and its partners produce? Marketplaces. As Richard explains, Microsoft sees marketplaces as the future of product and professional services sales. Microsoft provides incentives to its salespeople to sell the products of partners, and those sales are now totally more than $9 billion annually. The channel is transforming, and Microsoft sees many challenges ahead. But as Richard explains, the opportunities for Microsoft and its partners are enormous. Listen into my conversation with Microsoft's Toby Richards. I'm sure you'll find it informative and revealing. You know, I'm really curious to get into what you and the rest of the Microsoft channel leadership consider the state of the, the channel today and where it's going. But since you brought it up and it's in your area of responsibility is digital transformation. Can, can you just take a second and define that or at least give us the Microsoft definition for it and how it relates to partners? Because everyone seems to approach it differently. Yeah, I think it depends on uh, the, the term digital transformation, I think has many meanings and meanings and oftentimes i think it's it really depends on the 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 mature on the maturity scale of a customer or partner where they're at whereas when we think about digital transformation we really think about how technology such as artificial intelligence and the internet of things internet of things truly transforms a a, a business value proposition their offerings their their, their operating model, the way in which they think about connecting with customers and uh, the way in which their sellers engage with customers in the future. And so we try to think very broadly in terms of how digital transformation really helps 
companies grow. Uh, and that digital transformation happens all across the enterprise. And when we, when we would and traditionally think about going to market to our end customers, we had a very strong relationship with the, 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 the chief operator or the chief information officer within the IT department. But digital transformation extends to every single division and role in a company, uh, HR, finance, operations, marketing. How are they using technologies in such a way that gives them a competitive advantage going forward? How would you classify or how would you describe the state of the channel relative to digital transformation? A lot of vendors are talking about, are still talking about partners needing to step up to the digital transformation opportunity. Do you find that the channel is ready for this and that they're engaged in it or is there still work that needs to be done? I think there is a lot of work that needs to be done. We certainly have been talking about the economics of the cloud for many years, um, you know, going back to several states of the channel uh, around the transformation that the cloud, that cloud economics are bringing to not only our partners, but to our customers. You know, again, in what I'd consider the on-premise world, we were selling a lot of desktop software and servers to to drive business. Now with the cloud being able to deliver exponential power to the to the end customer, um, whether that's a, a, a modern workplace worker, to their manager, to, to their division leader, we're not talking about infrastructure, we're talking about true applications that are that are changing the the lives of business people and and individuals um, around the globe and so as we think about our partners um, you know we have been talking about how do we shift from the on-premise um, reselling and deploying software role that they were so critical to Microsoft's um, history to how do you transform into a more profitable uh, partnership with your customer? How do you think about more um, lifelong engagements with your customer where you're delivering um, more managed services, applications that truly drive the business? Um, how do you think about you know, user adoption? How do you think about that data center migration to, to the cloud? And so that our end customers can be thinking about, again, what differentiates them and their value proposition in the market and are spending less time thinking about just kind of core infrastructure to get it done. And so that's the opportunity that partners have. And I think, you know, over the, over the course of the last several years, we've spent a lot of time talking about what does partner profitability truly mean in the era of digital transformation in the cloud and it's, and it's things like that. Well, I, and again, I, I think that the, this is a very interesting shift because it's not just about the products that are being sold, if I'm, as I'm listening to you describe this, I'm hearing it's less about the product, it's more about the engagement. Is, is that a fair way of describing that the partner's role in the path of profitability is in what they do for the customer, not what they sell them? Absolutely. In fact, I would, the way I would look at it is if a partner thinks about their success as customer success, it completely changes the way in which they think about what am I offering as the partner, uh, because the reselling products is not what delivers operational efficiencies. Reselling products does not deliver transforming the customer's products. Reselling product doesn't talk about how do we better connect our company to our customers, you know, things like that. And so. 
when partners think about what is true customer success and really spend the time understanding customer needs, the conversation never revolves around what product should I sell? It's what solutions should I deliver and what value I can add after I deliver it. But we've been talking about this for a long time as, as going back 10, 15 years of going to various Microsoft events and talking with people like you, we've heard, and not only from Microsoft, but other vendors as well, we've heard this talk of partners need to be the trusted advisor, partners need to be in consultative selling, partners need to understand customer needs and solve business problems. Why is it different now? Is it because the product is going away, becoming this this ether of cloud resources rather than something that has to be delivered on the loading dock? I think what's what has changed the conversation over the last couple of years, you know, even in the last yeah, just the last quarters, is the the capability that is available to both customers and partners today in the cloud, which has really helped to shift the conversation from what should I buy versus what value can I add? I mean, when we when we look at our three clouds, I mean, just looking at this past quarter. You know, nine billion dollars of commercial cloud revenue, which is up forty-eight percent, and so that is changing the conversation in terms of, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can get some margin reselling that, but the true opportunity, um, because the the stability of these cloud technologies, the the global reach of these cloud technologies, the global reach of other channel partners. Uh, and the connections that I can make, I can deliver a much higher value service to my end customers um, to make them successful and to make my partner business much, much more profitable. But it really, it starts with the just the strength of the ecosystem and all these cloud technologies and the security being built in, the privacy built, being built in, basically taking away a lot of the conversations that our customers and partners have had to deal with in the past and allows them to just spend more time, more of their, 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 their cycles on value add on top of that. Microsoft has always been a, a very dynamic company in terms of the way that it collaborates and works with other companies, not just reseller partners, but also with the, with other peer organizations, your hardware and your other software manu- uh, vendors. But you're really stepping up the attention. Microsoft is really stepping up the attention in how it works and supports ISVs, independent software vendors. Can you talk a little bit about the the shifting or the evolving philosophy of Microsoft recognizing that it's not to control it? It doesn't want to be the, the device. It wants to be on every device and how ISVs either complete or augment your capabilities. You know, obviously, Microsoft for decades has worked with ISVs. But as you think about um, the economics of the cloud and as you think about um, customer success and how that translates to the success of our cloud platforms, running those mission-critical applications um, on Azure or on Dynamics 365 or on our modern workplace capabilities like Teams, that's what, um, and oftentimes in, in kind of cloud economics, you'll hear people say that keeps the meters running. And so Azure alone, um, successful platform that customers can clearly adopt. But when a partner deploys an Azure solution or a partner has a, an 
application that runs on Azure, that consumption is six times higher than if the customer did it themselves. Our partner solutions are those sticky solutions that are running mission critical applications, which is why our focus on ISVs, while not taking away the importance of our services partners who are doing great deployment and user adoption, things like that, they're so critical as well. But certainly there's a lot of focus right now on strengthening our capabilities for ISVs to be really successful um, with these platforms like Azure, like Dynamics 365. And so as we think about our marketplace, as we think about some of our co-sell programs with our field sellers, that is really helping to um, accelerate the connection of ISV applications to our end customers. So do you see the ISVs, because many of them have channels, channel programs of their own, their own channel, their own partner networks, do you see them as extending Microsoft's coverage of the market or do you see them acting independently but still complementing you in terms of getting products in the hands of customers? Oh, I see the, 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 the channels that ISVs have built and, content, and continue to build as extremely complementary. Um, when I think about our marketplace, I by no means am I worried about our marketplace competing with one of our partners' great marketplaces. What I'm excited about is the extended reach um, that that we're able to provide through our marketplace and co-sell capabilities to more customers, more geographies, uh, more channel partners, and those partners being able to do the same with the capabilities um, they are building. You know, when I when I talk to uh, companies such as Tech Data, uh, when I talk to companies like Software One, um, Ingram Micro, who you know, they're all ex- you know, you know, they've been in the business of working with channel partners for a very long time. We want to be able to help augment that with new and more capabilities and programs that help them extend not only extend their 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 own reach today to new customers but also connect them with other partners to round out their solutions for a particular vertical market or a particular geography um, and so I see it as a very much of a of a complementary uh, relationship that we have with the with, with these partners because you're bringing ISVs closer into the fold that there is a a reliance on or a dependency to to meet the customer expectation they deliver applications that they need not all of them necessarily be in microsoft that your partners your other partners your integrators your resellers your managed service providers they are going to play an even bigger role in the in the pre and post sale side of the equation in terms of selecting and delivering or supporting those applications and making sure they work well in the azure environment Oh, absolutely. You know, when I think about, um, you know, some of the the partner relationships that we've built with some of the systems greater systems integrators, you know, on the, you know, on the enterprise side, you know, just for example, we just announced a, a, a major partnership agreement with Accenture, where they're going to staff up roughly 45,000 consultants around the globe to help with these digital transformation conversations with partners. A a core component of that is what are the core applications that that does Accenture need to help bring into that customer account to really help fulfill um, those those transformation uh, uh, objectives? And our goal is is that we're going to have the best ISVs for Accenture uh, to partner with to deliver on on that overall value. And so, yeah, the, the, the services partners 
will play a huge role in understanding the broader set of needs of these customers and helping to drive not only Microsoft platform adoption um, and customer success, but also the success of other um, uh, ISV applications that may be within that particular environment that may need you know, integration into other ISV applications or integration into other um, customer-based uh, management systems, things like that. So they end up being really, really critical. Is, is the Accenture relationship the the hiring of 40, 45,000 consultant, Microsoft consultants around the world, is that setting a model, establishing a, a model of the next generation Microsoft partner? Certainly, as we think about our, our global partners like an Accenture, it definitely sets a, an extremely high bar. Um, when I think about the 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 level of of partnership that Accenture is providing is obviously one is just a statement to the market that Azure in particular is a is ready to is ready and has been delivering on critical um, uh, applications and, and services services for the most um, demanding customer scenarios. Um, their commitment then, is, then when you think about, okay, well, we've got to, then, then how do we think about the skills that our Azure, or sorry, that our Accenture um, consultants need to have? That is a commitment saying, yeah, we, we are going to commit up to 45,000. And so when, when I think about, does it set the standard? It certainly sets a high bar. I mean, to the point in which there's an Accenture business group within Microsoft to make that uh, partnership uh, really successful. And that's not, a, that's not just a selling um, and servicing partnership, that's within uh, Scott Guthrie's cloud and AI product group to make sure that that relationship is, is, is driving growth for both companies. So it is absolutely, you know, a huge, um, a great shining example of what um, these kind of modern partnerships are, are, are doing for the, for the company. And, and then on the flip side, what's our commitment to them? It's around engineering capability to make sure Azure is delivering on what Accenture needs with all these um, huge, huge companies that are that are driving digital transformation. That connection to engineering, that very close feedback loop uh, to the Microsoft Teams to ensure that we can respond in in great ways. But Accenture is an example. I mean, now you think about hundreds of thousands of partners. How do we how do we think about you know if I'm the partner who's got 25 consultants? What does that mean for me? Well, you can take you know some some aspects of that and start to put it into our gold cloud platform program within the Microsoft Partner Network or our Azure Expert Managed Service Provider program, which is we still have opportunities where we connect with engineering, uh, the opportunities to connect with the Microsoft Teams versus our partner VR partner advisory councils, you know things like that, and so certainly sets a high standard. But I wouldn't necessarily say it's 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 uh, repeatable in many ways when you think about partners of all shapes and sizes. Now, you recent Microsoft recently announced that its its IP co-selling program is now generating eight billion dollars in in sales annually. Tell us a little bit about this program, and it's only it's only a year and a half old. It seems like it's growing growing like gangbusters. But how does this relate in terms of this digital transformation vision and the ISV community that you're cultivating for for the Azure and ecosystem? Sure, that's a great question. Well, our IP co-sell program 
started about 18 months ago. So that was in our uh, our last fiscal year. And so the $8 billion number that Satya mentioned on our Q2 earnings call was $8 billion of partners revenue, not our revenue, partners revenue. And basically what that program is, is uh, several thousand um, what I'd call high producing Azure ISVs who have access to Microsoft sellers in the enterprise and, and corporate accounts where those sellers are partnering with those ISVs on joint uh, sales opportunities and deals. And the program is provides incentives to Microsoft sellers to help sell and deliver on partner solutions. And so the value proposition for partners who qualify into this is that you have now a larger sales force because you now have access to Microsoft's global sales force um, to have to to do these joint deals. And so in our in our first um, uh, you know uh, in our first um, fiscal year, very exciting. You know, it was a really great program. And when I think about that, our first fiscal year, we had about eleven thousand customer wins of of ISV solutions and that 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 came from about 100,000 joint deals. This fiscal year, our first half of this fiscal year, 9,000 wins and 78,000 joint deals. So we are on pace to exceed our first entire fiscal year this month of, of February 2019. Um, and so that is all of that is what has equated to Eight billion dollars of partner revenue, and then obviously that that has its impact then on on Azure consumed revenue. But these are all the solutions that are driving those mission critical applications. Um, you know, when I think about um, uh, Sitecore, content management, Adobe, SAP, um, Veeam, you know, just a lot of different solutions powering not only you know the enterprise but also um, critical applications down to. Um, uh, small business and, and things like that. But that's what that program is. But we think our vision for CoSell is much broader than a few thousand ISVs. Our, our vision for CoSell is how do we light up our app source and Azure marketplace um, um, uh, solutions to be, to be the co-selling or the front door to co-sell with Microsoft to all commercial customers of all shapes and sizes. And so CoSell will expand quite a bit more. The program that Satya mentioned was specific uh, to this, this Azure program uh, that is delivering some incentives to our sellers uh, to deliver partner value to their customers. So how does this work relative to your marketplace? Because this is another area of Microsoft's focus is that you're continuing to develop and sell more product, not just, not just Microsoft product, but also third-party ISV products through your marketplaces. How does this all tie together? And how do your par your other partners that aren't ISVs participate in, in this route to market? We see marketplace as our growth opportunity for both first-party and what we call third-party uh, applications. In fact, if you just look at, you know, what the analysts say about marketplace um you know, there's about, especially marketplace in commercial or marketplace in enterprise. Today, marketplace, there's about 29% usage of enterprises using marketplace as the way in which they find, discover, try, and ultimately purchase product. They believe that's going to grow to 75% in the next 
uh, next two years. Okay, so so enterprises using marketplace as enabler. And so if you take that data, our view is marketplace is our go-to-market. Marketplace is our co-sell engine. And so marketplace is the front door to co-selling with Microsoft. And so if you and that's not just ISV applications. That is services companies who have repeatable practices. And so if you ha- if you are a consulting company in small business or a consulting company in in kind of the mid-market space and you have a repeatable practice of time and materials there's a value proposition, there's an outcome, there's a bill of materials um, to us that's an offer. And so any partner can put an offer in a marketplace, whether you're an ISV or you're a services partner. And so today we have about 8,000 listings across AppSource and Azure Marketplace. There's about 2 million users a month come there. We've delivered 3 million leads to partners from our marketplace. And many of the, you know, it started out as an ISV marketplace. That's where the majority of the leads are going. But we announced at the beginning of this fiscal year that our marketplace is open for services companies who are building repeatable managed services and practices. And so that really is the, is the like I said, the, the front door to our co-sell engine, whether that's co-selling via the marketplace to small business, to co-selling to our other channel partners, because our channel partners have access to our marketplace and can sell third-party applications and other consulting services as part of their uh, overall uh, offer to customers, and then ultimately to our own inside sellers and field sellers. So marketplace is the, like I said, is the front door. It's the front door to go to market. It's the front door to co-sell. And we see that as the as really the capability that's going to fuel our growth selling mission-critical applications to our commercial customers. So does that mean that the reselling motion or the the go-to-market motion is more automated. The product sale is more automated. The implementation is where partners engage going forward. Yeah, again, if, if you believe that in the world of digital transformation and cloud, that profitability is going to come in your ability to understand customer needs and to deliver on customer success, our belief is through marketplace and our commerce capabilities, we can take a lot of the of the 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 burden out of what we would consider low value transactions and help our partners one grow through connecting with more customers, grow with connecting with more partners, grow with connecting with more sellers, and drive profitability around uh, the consumption of applications, user adoption, managed services that can extend over a long period of time with customers. Um, That's where we see um, our partners really succeeding in the future um, in this age of digital transformation. From Microsoft's perspective, what's the horizon to where you, we hit the inflection point where we say the channel is not just becoming di- ready for digital transformation, but is is digital transform is able to f- focus and deliver on digital transformation as a as a routine practice. You know, I think when when Microsoft looks at the the overall ecosystem, it's the point in time where um, the language is not about products. The language is not about reseller margin. The language is about customer success. If I were to say, what does that mean for Microsoft over the course of the next few years? 
when we think about channel capacity, the, 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 you know, how many partners do we actually need to deliver on what our long range plans are as a company? Do we have the companies that are driving success across all of the digital transformation pillars of the retail customer or of the financial services customer? or of the healthcare customer? Do we have the solutions? Do we have the, uh, the services partners who are delivering on that, uh, that conversation? And so we, you know, we look at it in a number of ways, but it's absolutely not a conversation about product. It's not a conversation around margin. It is a conversation on customer success and value add to the point in which our partners are seeing recurring revenue over and over and over again being driven by the value and the the customer success practices that they are delivering. It's also going to radically change the definition of what a partner is. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because now we've got these scenarios where our customers are starting to become our partners. Um, we announced about a month ago, right ahead of the National Retail Federation show, an agreement we had we made with Kroger. Mm. You know, and so our our typical company would be saying, Kroger, yeah, big, huge um, uh, customer in the supermarket and retail industry. But as some of these customers are much farther ahead on the on the on the digital transfer digital transformation maturity curve, and they're thinking about um, the internet of things, they're thinking about artificial intelligence. There are artifacts of the, of the work they do and the innovations they do within their own environment that could be shared with a broader set of customers and per perhaps other industries. And they are asking us, hey, Microsoft, how can we actually co-sell new and innovative retail solutions with you, white labeled to other retail customers? You know, I, I oftentimes if I talk about, you know, an imagine if scenario of a, of a car manufacturing customer that we work with. Imagine a large car manufacturing customer where they've been adopting Microsoft technologies for a very long time and have a rich set of user um, and behavioral data and, and manufacturing data that if packaged in the right way could serve the auto insurance industry in terms of how to think about um, the severity of, of accidents or how do cars behave in a certain scenario and things like that. And so modern partnership is, you know, this Kroger example is, is a great example of a modern partnership with Microsoft because it's two companies who are really on at the tip of the spear in terms of digital transformation, thinking about what if, how can we make the world in that particular case, how do we make the world of, of retail and supply chain management and things like that better for everybody? Looking forward as you're going down this this path of digital transformation as well as channel transformation where do you see you know when you give this you know, when you and gabriella and whoever else from microsoft gives the state of the channel address this time next year what is it what are you going to say has changed over the course of 12 months well over the course of 12 months especially with a lot of the innovations we're making around our modern commerce and marketplace 
um, uh, investments. That's really where we're, we're, we're driving engineering commitment to make partners possible. We're going to be talking about that co-sell number being double or triple uh, a year from now. We're going to be talking about how the marketplace is, is fueling uh, not only our, the imagination of our customers, but we're seeing what we call P2P or peer-to-peer -peer relationships being created through our marketplace um, for the ability for our partners to grow exponentially, whether that's through new offerings, new geographic expansion, things like that. Customers are becoming partners. Microsoft is a reseller of other companies, including traditional partners' goods and services. And the value proposition is changing from product features to customer experience. These are perspectives you'd never hear from a company like Microsoft just a few years ago, but they are a reflection of the new reality resulting from the evolution of technology. Thanks for joining us here in Pod 2112. I want to thank my guest, Toby Richards of Microsoft, for sharing his insights and perspectives with us today. I want to thank all of you for listening into Pod 2112, a production of the 2112 Group, a smart channel services provider. The 2112 Group supports technology vendors around the world with research, strategy, and enablement services. For more information about what 2112 can do for you, visit our website or email us at info at the2112group.com. For more insights into channel trends, check out 2112's research, intelligence reports, and blogs on the2112group.com. We have all the details and insights into what's happening in the channel today and the future. And also check out our news and analysis site, Channelnomics. It's simply the best place for you and your partners to get the latest updates on products, programs, and business events impacting technology sales. Don't miss a single episode of Pod 2112. Subscribe to Pod 21 today on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. I'm Larry Walsh.